Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free Breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. Williams wide left, Crabtree slot left, Gore goes slot right, empty backfield, shotgun Smith, Saints bring extra men out, he's going to boot to his left and run, he's going to run it 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, do you believe it? The play of dreams! Welcome to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. My name is Javier. I am here with my man Matt Barr. How you go? How you doing, buddy? I am doing great, Javi. Um, my wife has been out of town on business all week, so I have been left without adult supervision all week long. So that's been a lot of fun. A lot of time to jump into this, uh, the combine and the draft stuff. Definitely, definitely. It's always nice to. Don't get me wrong. I love my wife, but it is nice when they're not around. Um, <laughs> uh, I am Javier, as I said already. Uh, you can follow me at at 49 or 49 on, on Twitter. And then Matt, give out that uh, Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. At Matt Bar underscore. The lovely, lovely underscore. Um, still trying. Still trying to get rid of it. I don't think it'll ever happen, though. <laughs> no. Two, two, two T's, two R's. At Matt Bar underscore. This is episode three of the Fourth and Gold podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, pretty much any podcast platform of your liking. Check us out. Give us a review. Give us a follow. Um, we're here to talk 49ers and just your occasional NFL uh, news and, and talk like that. So um, we appreciate everyone following and listening. The last week has been pretty awesome with all the engagement we've gotten from folks on Twitter, um, in the comment section on the pod. And then of course, all the listens that we got within a week. So we do appreciate the folks out there listening. Um, we're going to try to continue to get better, of course, and uh, keep this thing going. Yep, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy that people aren't completely turned off by the sound of my voice. So that's a, that's a small victory for me. <laughs> Yeah, I I, uh, I used to work in a call center, so I got used to um, used to listening to my voice on the on the regular. But now I just do this as a uh, passion project with Matt. So we are uh, here to talk 49ers. We love them, even though they put us through so much agony. Um, Combine is this week, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, Tomorrow is the final day. If you're listening to this on a Monday morning or Monday, the DB should have gone or are going when you're, while you're listening to this. Um, Matt, so what's going on in the NFL? You, got, you said you wanted to talk about a few things, so let's get it yeah, going. So, yeah, first thing, Robbie Gold, franchise tag kicker. Uh, I personally like the move. I think he's, he's been the most accurate kicker in the NFL since he joined the 49ers. He's when both with, me, with both field goals and extra points, most accurate. Uh, we've seen multiple times how extra points can be the tipping point. I mean, the Niners beat the Seahawks this year because Sebastian Janikowski shanked an extra point on their yeah. first touchdown, and that got us to overtime. So kicking does matter. They have plenty of money to burn. I don't care if they're paying a kicker $5 million this year. I don't know where you stand with it. No, I'm cool with it. I um, After all the talk of him – you know, being building a house in Chicago, I really thought he was going to go back. Um, so it is nice to have Robbie back. Robbie is a guy that, 
you know, you see the you see the mic'd up videos with him and Sherm. He, he seems like a pretty cool guy in the locker room. Keeps things you know calm, cool, collected, and has come up big for us. You know, last year in that Titans game, the game-winning kickoff, a field goal, he scored all our points against the Bears last year with, yep. with Jimmy's first start. Uh, mm-hmm. He had some big field goals against the Texans in that game. I was at that one, and then um, you know he had a couple kicks in the uh, Jags game. And then, of course, this past season, the Seahawks game, um, and a couple others. You know, he, he did, he's he's consistent, and you can't. Um, the, the, I guess the word is security. You know, you're 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 confident when he goes on the field, he's going to make whatever he is going to kick. So, uh, I'm cool with him being back. You know, I, I've seen other people not. You know, why would you franchise a kicker and so on and so forth? But you know, when you have one, you got to keep one. So, uh, I'm I'm cool with it. Yep, I'm 100% with you. Uh, if the Bears really want him that bad, they can trade us Khalil Mack straight up. Khalil Mack for Robbie Gold, I'll take that trade all day. Yeah, that would be a no. That would be a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be as bad as Gruding sending them sending Mack away. So yeah, 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 yeah that'd be that'd be pretty bad. Um, so the next piece of news we got: Eric Armstead, fifth-year option was picked up, so he'll be making nine million dollars this year to play for the 49ers, and he had his best year as a pro last year, I feel I, the numbers weren't necessarily there. They only had three sacks, but he's not a pass rusher. He's your, he's your run. He's your run defending defensive end. And he did it really well last year. And I'm very happy they're bringing him back. Yeah. He had his best graded best grade for PFF this year too, at 79.9, I believe it was his final number. You know, he was, he's been, so, he was solid all year. He and the big one. He stayed healthy. Yes. So him being healthy, him playing the run, him actually moving inside a lot uh, to where he was playing over the over the guard and center, that actually um, helped out in the run game. And then he, he was disruptive. You know, he was getting his QB hits. I think he had – he was just behind Buckner on QB hits or he, had, or he was a little bit above ahead of him. I, I don't remember the number, but Armstead was disruptive and we're seeing what – I guess maybe he's coming into his own now, his fifth year. He's still pretty young. You can't – you can't teach his length and height uh, and all that. So, you know, you got Buckner and Armstead in the middle. That's a nice one-two combination there. And then, of course, a rotation with DJ Jones and whoever else they may bring in there at nose tackle or defensive tackle. Yeah, it, it really was his best year. And you said you said it perfect. You can't teach length. And it's pretty intimidating when you got two guys that are both six foot seven and 290 pounds coming at you. Uh, him and Buckner. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they want. What they're putting in the water up in Oregon, but whoo, those boys are big. And it's you know they they complement each other on the field when they when they are on on the line of scrimmage together. So I'm not. I was never. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had my I had my moments of like, what the hell? Why do we have Armstead? Why he's always out? What's this? What's that? But you know, I'm in my football learning i'm learning to not be so critical guys you know who knows what these injuries are doing to these players who knows what the scheme is really teaching them and you know sometimes it just takes a couple more things for them to click we all have our learning curves so armstead hopefully he has another good year this year and maybe earn himself a long-term extension uh with san francisco yeah it'll be interesting to see geez i can't talk today um because depending on who they bring in who they draft whatever this could just be picking up the option just to keep him as a, as a rotational depth piece for this year and then letting him walk next year. You don't know. He's got a whole another season to prove that he's, he's worth staying. He is from the old regime. He is a Trent Baalke pick. So John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan don't really have an emotional attachment to him when it comes to this is, this is our hand-picked guy. This is a guy they inherited. So it'll be interesting to see if they, if they move on from him after this year or if they sign him to a long-term extension. Yeah, True, and they have the um, they do have Contavious Street and uh, Julian Taylor. Jamie Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> they got those Hulk. two guys, you know, in line uh, after Armstead. So you know, the, you're right. You probably could just be a one year type thing. Um, see how it works out. If it's worth extending, they'll extend them. If not, they'll let them walk because they do have two other guys on the roster. Yep. Yep. Um, so moving on, it sounds like the 49ers are out. On Antonio Bryant. Good. Warren Adam Schefter, the only three teams that have contacted the Steelers are the Tennessee Titans, Oakland Raiders, and Oakland, Las Vegas, or wherever they're going to play this year, Raiders, and then the Washington Redskins. And I'll tell you what, Antonio Brown has to be sick to his stomach that those are the three teams that he could be going to. 
because those teams do not have quarterbacks. Alex Smith, he's out for 2019. They said they're co- the Redskins said they're comfortable rolling with Colt McCoy <laughs> as their starter. Uh, who the hell knows what the Raiders are going to do with Derek Carr? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to draft somebody? You don't know. And Marcus Mariota, yeah, was his second overall pick a couple years ago. He has never really put it together, and he has durability issues. I'm still a Mariota believer. Oh, well, okay, that makes one of them. <laughs> um, I have, so, I have, I have my. I, I'm pausing on Mariota. I'm not. I'm not going to completely give up on the guy because he has he has the tools to get it done. It's, yep. Now he's going third offensive coordinator in three years. It's not. That's not going to help him out either. So, yeah, he's getting the Alex Smith treatment early yeah. on in his career. Um, AB. It's rough because you know you want you want players to get what they want and you want players to be happy where they are, but going about it in a certain way, especially coming from a franchise like the Steelers, it just makes you look bad. And then, you know, he's on the shop talking about, I get it, Big Ben throws everybody under the bus and you want to get back at him. But, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes doing nothing is sometimes the best thing to do. Just don't do anything at all. Express your dis- dis- uh, your uh, displeasure with the management, coaches, and then leave it at that and then, you know, seek your trade privately so that way it's not all in the news all in the media he makes you look bad and the Steelers you know he may be trying just to screw the Steelers you know make make the trade value go down but at the end of the day the Steelers could be like well we're just not going to trade you because we didn't get you know an early second round pick for you we're not going to give you up for a third or a fourth round pick or or a conditional second or you know what I mean things like that so Antonio Brown he played this wrong and that's all you know this is a different topic but that's what happens when you get yourself around clutch sports. Clutch sports was, you know, LeBron's management team. They, those guys, they do a lot of weird shit. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm out on AB. I've been out on AB. So, you know, best of luck to him. If he goes to the Titans, that would actually kind of be a nice little spot, though. They do got John Drew Smith and um, Corey Davis. So Corey Davis, yep. John Drew Smith, and AB. That'd be a nice little three-piece for uh, Mariota to maybe not throw so many interceptions. Yeah, and if Delaney Walker could come back healthy, you know, former 49ers legend, uh, that would be that would be another that would be another bonus for them. But he's also getting up there in age as well. Yeah, and he's coming uh, off a bad, bad broken uh, leg, ankle, I believe it was. His leg, his yeah. leg, and it was gnarly. Yeah, not, um, not cool. Yeah. So, speaking of coming back, Jason Witten was fired and or quit and or mutual parting Jim Harbaugh ways with the Monday night crew and ESPN. And he decided that he wants to come back and play for the Dallas Cowboys again. I got to tell you, I did not see this one coming. Me neither. But I mean, I used to watch Monday night football on mute this past season. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Cause it was, it was, it was terrible. Like, uh, Tessator and, and Witten is, I was like, what are they talking about? And then you got booger on his booger mobile, like the whole ESPN <laughs> thing. They took a step back once Gruden got hired for the Raiders. You know, they could have, they could have sought out other guys. Um, but Witten back in the Cowboys, you know, I, I, hear, I hear all the stories. I live, I live in Texas. I hear all the, oh, well, if he catches 40 passes, you know, that's, that's a good season, which is fine. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys have a couple guys on their roster who are decent tight ends, just need an opportunity. Dalton Schultz played for Stanford last year. Or not last year, excuse me. Dalton Schultz, the, the rookie last year who came out of Stanford, um, had a couple good games. He, he you know, you got to let these guys develop. He could just, he could delay some growth um, with some of these younger guys if they, if they start Witten over Schultz or whoever else they have down there. It's kind of what happened in Miami, where um, Frank Gore got so many carries over Kenyon Drake. You know, what I mean, it was more like a, it kind of stunted some growth there. So I, I, the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know what the hell they're thinking, bringing him back. You know, I would have just brought him back in like a, a coach capacity. Yeah, it's a very Dallas Cowboys move. It, it, you know, you, you, heard, you heard a different team do this, that'd be like surprising, like really, really surprising. But when you hear it's the Dallas Cowboys, you're like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty on brand for them. Yeah, the, uh, dumb, dumb, the list of dumb things they do is, is, is getting longer. But yeah, they, you know, they, have, they have their reasons. You know, we can't, I can't bash the Cowboys too much. They've been better than the Niners for the last four years. So, Yep, yep. Um, and to, to, to talk on the Monday Night Football crew, that was – awful oh it's god awful terrible uh, so if they're gonna replace him my personal choice i'm not in charge of espn 
but I bring in Pat McAfee. I think he's hilarious and he's engaging. And uh, when he was calling the Lions game in week 17, I, I guarantee they, they pulled that fake field goal and to have the kicker throw a touchdown pass just so they could get the juices flowing <laughs> for, for McAfee. And he had a field day with it. And I'll tell you what, if teams are going to start pulling fake special teams, crazy shit out of their playbook because Pat McAfee is in the booth, I will watch every damn Monday night football game. That'd be pretty awesome. But I would love it if teams are just going to try and like rev McAfee's engine up every, every Monday night. That would be fantastic. But um, what are, do you, did you, have you seen the betting odds on, on who's going to be in the Monday night crew? I have not. Okay. I have not. Um, I saw I've had a like... very bad record of, of gambling this year. So I've tried to avoid it a little bit. <laughs> um, I lost. I didn't lose a ton of money. I never bet all that much, but I I didn't win. So uh, I mean, I'm the guy. I'm the sucker that took the over in the Super Bowl. So oh, you know, flush yeah, that money. I think down. I think everyone did. So you're not you're not in the you're not in the bad spot. No, I think it's still Peyton Manning as the the lead guy. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Lewis Riddick in there. He's he's real smart, engaging type guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm with you on Pat McAfee. I want some humor sometimes too. Football don't have to be super serious all the time. So um, yeah. McAfee. They got to get rid of that Booger Mobile. They got to get rid of it. Oh, that's got to go. That's a, get get rid of Booger McFarland has to go. Yeah, he's he's pretty bad. But did did you ever? I know we're getting way off topic here. It's fine. But did you ever see like when it was on the sideline and they had he's moving up and down and they have a big TV so people yeah. spend hundreds of dollars on these fantastic close up seats and then they got to watch it on TV. That's yeah, just, I, ESPN. I don't know what they were thinking with that. That was that's just dumb. Like, just stick with your regular camera angles. I don't need Booger's finger flailing all over the TV. Um, <laughs> I'm good. Like, just just go ahead and put Pat McAfee or Lewis Riddick or somebody like that in the booth, and maybe Joe Testator be better. Who knows? I don't. I don't. I don't know. But I uh, I, I know people hate Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, but I'd rather listen to those two guys than Jason Witten and and. Joe Testator, like that's they're terrible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we can move on from that. Yeah, we don't have to worry about Monday Night Football until <laughs> until the fall. So we're not. That's 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 months off. But stuff is happening right now. So the combine ongoing as we record yeah. here on Sunday. There's been some guys that have stood out in a big way, and I think that everybody knows this first name we're going to talk about. It's DK Metcalf. Yeah, I mean, everyone everyone's on the Metcalf train. He's a physical freak. He just absolutely crushed the combine. He's 6'3". He weighs 228 pounds, and he ran a 4'3'3". That is absurd. It, it is. That, you have the 27 bench press, the 40-and-a-half vertical, the 134 broad jump. Now, the three-cone and the 20-yard shuttle where you had to show a little bend, not great. Mm-mm. But when you're that big, you're that tall, you're that – you're that muscular, those, those drills are going to be the ones that suffer. Yeah, there was a – by comparison, uh, DeAndre Hopkins' um, three-cone was 6.83, whereas DK's was 7.83. So that one-second difference, we'll see. And then um, by comparison, again, uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a 4.5 20-yard shuttle, and so did Metcalf. So, I mean, it may not be a determining factor. He may just be a guy that – if the Niners were to consider him at number two, um, you know, be that slant nine route, uh, skinny post, deep post type guy, type player, you know, and it's Kyle Shanahan. We've seen him get the most random guys wide open. So who knows how, how he would look yeah. in, a, in a, I think he would look fine in the Niners offense with Kittle, Pettis, Goodwin, you know, it would be a, like adding someone like that would give Kyle a lot of chess pieces, a lot yep. more than he has. Yeah, I'll dive into him a little bit later once we get to our draft crushes. Um, so who's a, who's a standout for you? Who's one of the guys that really physically just just wowed you? Devin White. Um, I've I've liked him for a little over a year, but when he 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 put that forty up, my goodness, four 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 two, I believe it was. He looked good in all his mm-hmm. drills, smooth getting in out of his breaks. Um, just seems like a real solid hit if someone were to take him in that first round, mid first round, you know, if I know I, w- I was on the Roquan Smith train last year. Um, I was on the Fred Warner train last year and I would not mind taking another linebacker this year. I don't, mm-hmm. I doubt we will take him on that too. Yep. But if we were to trade back and something happened, something weird would happen and he's available, 
you know, if we were trade back far enough, maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 range, then maybe we take um, Devin White. But he's the one who stood out to me the most this morning. I was uh, up messing with the little man and, he, you know, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness, you know, 442. And, and, and he re-ran it and it was the same. I was like, Jesus, the guy is a, an animal, super fast. So, yeah, you saw both Metcalf and uh, White break down and, and just become emotional over over their scores and uh it's it's big for a lot of these guys but this is what their whole football career has been about is getting to the combine and and showing out get into the get into the big time it's uh it's important you know the guy you know there's people out there oh they're just all they do is run around you know shut up and play sports it, it, you know these guys take this stuff serious serious you know they work yep. their ass off training educating themselves in the film room you know they do they do what they have to do it's all relative and that's their job so I can appreciate them breaking down. You know, it's an emotional time for these guys. Yeah. Uh, my next standout, Noah Fant, Iowa tight end, tight end U, Iowa, giving us George Kittle, who himself had an extremely impressive combine. I'm still bewildered how he fell to the fifth round. But Noah Fant. C.J. Beathard. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. C.J. Beathard. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Back on topic. Noah Fant. <laughs> Noah Fant. I'm going to get there, I promise. No fan, four five forty, uh, thirty five and a half inch vertical. This guy's six four. He weighs two fifty. He's got long arms. He's got big hands. This guy is this is the future tight end. This is this is the mold they're looking for now. This is the George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey mold, and Noah Fant fits it to a T. Um, you know he 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 looked really good. He he measured in well. That's a guy that's he's gonna go in the he's gonna go in the end of the first more than likely. And some teams going to get a steal because he's, he's a stud. Yeah. I, uh, I watched a lot of big 10 football. They were hard to cover with, with TJ Hawkerson and Noah fans, mm-hmm. whoever gets, whoever gets TJ and Noah, they're going to have some solid tight ends. And I have a weird feeling the Patriots are going to somehow snag one of them. And I, you know, who, yeah, I, I would be afraid if one of those two guys is on the Patriots. We saw what they could do with Gronk, and um, I'm not saying either one of these guys are Gronk, but they have the measurables to be very good professional tight ends in the in the next level. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it just it really has Patriots written all over it, and that drives me nuts because <laughs> put you put these guys in the Patriots, and they're going to go to another damn Super Bowl. And I'm tired of seeing the fucking Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we all all are, but you know you got to respect it. They they draft well. They manage their team well. You never hear anything except for massage parlors. You know, they, they do what they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so who's, who's your next guy? Who, who's the guy that, that wowed you? My next guy, it was unpopular opinion earlier, uh, Paris Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris Campbell had a hell of a day yesterday. 4-3 uh, run, 4-3-1 at the 40, broad jump 11 feet 3 inches, and a vertical 40. So by comparison to DK Metcalf, um, his broad jump is a little bit longer and he's a half inch shorter on the vertical. So Paris Campbell, the only knock on him, again, I watched a lot of big 10 football. He had a little bit of the dropsies in college, um, but he could be that Taylor Gabriel type in the 49ers offense. Remember if you watched um, the Falcons that year, they went to Super Bowl. Taylor Gabriel's mm-hmm. positioning, being able to fill in when needed and, you know, just being able to get open on just the most random situations um Paris Campbell I think could be a guy that could is probably going to go earlier than expected I had him in the fourth round mm-hmm. on uh the the draft network's uh mock draft thing which is pretty awesome I don't know if you messed with it yet um so I mean I, I got him in that in that one of those mocks but um I think he's gonna end up going a little earlier probably in mid second round early third but uh Paris Campbell was a guy that I really really liked watching uh yesterday he smoothened everything he did and it seems like a Kyle Shanahan fit. So I was intrigued by what he did yesterday. Yeah. I mean, wide receiver is going to be addressed at some point in the draft. So whether that's, whether that's in the second round, first round, I mean, I don't know if they're going to go with Metcalf at two. There's a lot of stuff. Um, but it's going to be addressed in the draft. Now, speaking of players that they should take it to if he is there, Nick Bosa, a standout guy. He, he looked real good. He looked exactly like what you thought he was going to look like. I mean, there's not too much to say. Nick Bosa is Nick Bosa, and he showed up when he had to. 
Quadzilla. You, did you see his quad? Jesus, his quads were insane. I know yeah, you uh, saw Saquon last year, but yeah, I say second most impressive quads I've ever seen because Saquon, who boy, he takes it. Yeah, but Nick Nick looked really good um, in everything that I saw him do. Smooth out of his breaks, in in and out of all his drills. Um, he had they, you know, he's they had those those part of the drills where you got to catch the ball. And he dropped a couple, but I'm not expecting him to make interceptions or catch interceptions. Or I just hope he puts his hands up, deflects some balls, and hit the quarterback. That's all I right. want him to do. Um, he's going to be creating the interceptions. He's not going to be making them. Yeah, you know, forcing them. If he's able to just force a quarterback into Buckner's arms and or Armstead's, you know, I, I'm down. Like, just give me something, some somebody like that. I'm down. Yeah, he's the move. He's the move at two if he's there. I mean, I, I don't think John Lynch is going to be able to turn in the card fast enough. I, I know we, we like to play around with all these trade scenarios and everything, but Bosa's, Bosa is, is the real deal. It's almost and, can't miss. Yeah, it's it's the it's the closest thing to a sure thing since Miles Garrett, in my mind. Yeah, um, I, I think he's just he's it. He is it. Um, moving on, I know we got one of the guys that you're a big fan of now, Brian Burns. Burnsy Spider Man, six five two forty nine. He weighed in, which is huge for him because everybody was saying he was playing around two thirty. Mm-hmm. So him coming in at 249 is big deal. And then he gets up and he runs a 453. <laughs> like, come on. After these guys the weight. Are, yeah, these guys are ridiculous. Now, he didn't participate in the bench, but he did have a 36-inch vertical for a guy who's 6'5". Wow, that's that's huge. Yeah. He's going to want to bat balls down for, for days. And he came in at a 7.01 on a three-cone drill. So not super great, but not bad either. No, not not bad at all. That's my draft crush. I don't know if we want to get into that now, um, but everything with Brian Burns, I had I've been on him for a little while um, since early October. Just watching games of the Florida State as hard as they were to watch, but Burns, he's long. He can bend. That's the big one. The bending is is what really caught my eye, and you know we saw that in some of these drills that he did today. You know, he stood out. He, he he looked great. And, like, he's my number one crash, draft crush. So, that's my guy. Yeah. Um, he He's he's looked every bit the part. And, again, he, 49ers aren't going to take him at two, more than no, likely. No, no, But if they do end up trading back because Bosa goes one and there's a team that wants a quarterback, they trade back to six or seven, I'm all in on taking Burns. And the reason I'm all in on taking Burns is because one of my original draft crushes came out and showed his ass at the Combine. And that is Jakai Polite. Man, I was so sad. I've been I've been riding this guy's hype train for a while. He the, the red flag on him was he has immaturity issues. And I'm thinking that's not a big deal. He'll get past yeah. it. Then he gets interviewed and he comes out and he's he's, he's complaining that teams are are crushing him and they're they're, they're picking on him and then he does the drills and he doesn't do well at the drills and he was injured or he. Fainted he left. I don't know what happened. He didn't complete. He didn't complete the drills. And I got to say, there's a lot of teams I think that took him straight off their draft board, and the 49ers I think are one of them. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. And you know, like like you brought up earlier about um, Ted Wynn from the Athletic brought up how the Niners they're using that tactic of just drilling guys. Um, I don't. Up oh, breaking news: Adam Schefter reports Mike Person has re-signed with the 49ers. Fantastic. Cool. I know we talked about him last week and being a uh, – we thought they were going to move on from him, but uh, I think the the lack of free agent options was uh, was a big reason they're bringing him back. And yeah. He played pretty well. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. He's played, I think, just about every position on the offensive line in his career. So they want to bring him back, and, and he ends up being a backup. Cool. If he ends up being a starter, I'm all right with that too. So, uh, as per Adam Schefter, starting right guard, Mike Person reached agreement on three-year, $9 million deal that includes $3 million guaranteed per source. Uh, Person was scheduled to become a free agent. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, the Niners have lacked continuity along the offensive line since Harbaugh left, or actually since yes. the 2014 season. So, to have the same five guys in your offensive line going into year three and year two of Jimmy is important. Um, I'm still going to take a guard in this draft, 
because it's so deep, I would still consider taking a guard, center, or a swing tackle, someone in this draft because it is so good. Um, but person coming back is a big deal, smart, um, and you can never have enough offensive linemen, good ones who, who know the system and I can just mm-hmm. you know, hop right in. And it's good to have continuity, like I said. Continuity is a big thing in, on the offensive line. It's, it's uh, part of why we went to the Super Bowl, part of why the Niners went to the NFC title games. You know, the, the, that offensive line was stacked and it's, it's important. So I'm down. Yeah. Uh, Shanahan has a very specific idea of what he wants out of his offensive linemen. And I think once he sees somebody has the traits to be one of those guys, he's going to try and hold on to them. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, because uh, like I said, person, best year of his career last year. So that that's that's good to see. Um, so cool, breaking news. <laughs> Sorry about that, but uh, yeah, I saw oh. that on my on my phone. I'm like, wait a second, what's this? And um to see well, that now we don't have to now we now we knock it out now we don't have to talk about it next week that's fantastic yeah that's a relief you know because i was looking at guards early in the draft and maybe now they can just um focus on a different position um mm-hmm. so you know draft crushes i know uh we just spoke on brian burns but I, I had a couple more thoughts on him um being my my crush if the Niners, for some reason if bosa goes one for some crazy reason someone trades up or arizona's sending out all these smoke screens about murray and they just end up taking bosa Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would not be opposed to a trade back or a Quinn and Williams at two, but if the trade back would would garner Brian Burns, he has everything except he just need, he needs to turn his speed into power. You know the spin moves mm-hmm. there. He's got the jab um, with his inside hand can get around any tackle. He he did it in pretty much every game. The game that he struggled, the one that was most noticeable, is that um, week one game in 2017 against Alabama but everyone struggled against Alabama. So I don't know how much to take away from that. Um, the guy's always around the ball, downfield, can run. You saw in the 40, that 4-5, 40. Um, mm-hmm. He will come across the field and make tackles down the field. You know, there's no quit in this guy. So the motor is there. I'm part of the Burns Hive on Twitter. I'm, I'm all in on Brian Burns. Um, mid-first rounder is kind of where I, I'm seeing him go um, between, you know, that – 12 to 18 range i've seen some mocks um but maybe the niners take a chance and grab them you know if say someone comes up for that quarterback at two or something like that and um we get them in that seven to ten seven to eleven range so i would not be opposed there uh, the clemson game i know we talked about it last night that was a pretty big game for him um was a goal line monster you know disrupting the mesh points on the quarterback to the running back hand, um, mesh forcing fumbles, sacks, strip fumbles. He was everywhere. Um, Florida State stunk. So, you know, he didn't show up too much on a lot of people's um, highlight reels, but he made plenty of splash plays last season. So I'm, I'm all in on Brian Burns. That's my, that's my guy. I'm, I'm sticking to it. I'm with you. I like Burns as well. Like I said, I had Ja'Kai Polite here uh, earlier, but then he just, he just turned in a stinker at the combine. So, yeah. So he's off my draft crush list. Um, I have a lot of uh, tweets to delete where I have <laughs> some silly things about how excited I was about Ja'Kai Polite. Old um, takes exposed. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, I'll, I'll, hold, I'll hold on to there. I'll own up to them. But, you know, opinions it's change. Not, you know, you, you, can't, you can't predict that kind of stuff. You know, the guy's film says one thing, and he has good film. Um, mm-hmm. He has some bad plays like, like all these guys do. But to see yeah. him leave and see him have issue with – uh, constructive criticism or just criticism period that's a red flag and you know it's the nfl you're gonna you're in the media you're gonna be in twitter you know grant cohen exists he's gonna pick on somebody you know what i mean so yep yep um so the one guy uh, we talked about him a little bit earlier but dk metcalf is a draft crush of mine uh because he would be kyle's julio he'd be kyle julio jones um he he's long he's a physical freak the speed the vertical we've all talked we talked about it all already uh, we didn't really touch it. We limited route tree. So, mm-hmm. you know, like you were saying earlier, slants, go routes, 
skinny posts, stuff like that. But they got Dante Pettis. They've got Marquis Goodwin. They got George Kill. They got guys that can run multiple routes. So maybe you just need somebody that can just stretch the field and be that big contested 50, 50 ball guy. He's going to go up there and he's going to moss DBs. Um, he did have a neck injury that limited to him to seven games last year, but he had 26 catches for 569 yards, and five touchdowns. It's a clip of 21.9 yards per catch. That is banana land. That is yeah. awesome. So they can get a guy that can just be a big play guy, play guy like that. That's something the Niners haven't had since T.O. No. They really haven't had that big play wide receiver. Crabtree, Bolden, they were fun, but they were possession guys. They didn't have someone that could truly take it to the house on any play. And now they have Kittle, who granted does that a lot, but not from the receiver position. No, I mean, the only time we saw that was Pettis against Seattle, and that was – that was on that slant, and he he just broke away, and he had a, he had kid on um, behind him for the block. Um, real quick question: So if Metcalf is the guy too, for you know if they take him in round one, that's four three three speed. Kittle's at four five two. Um, Marquise is an Olympian, so mm-hmm. there's that. Pettis did he he didn't run the forty last year, did he? I don't believe so. So we don't really have a forty on on Pettis, but and then you have four three two from from Brita. And I believe another four, three something from um, Jet. From yep. So you, you, I think you, you see where I'm going here. That's a lot of speed on the field. Yeah, he did not. Uh, Pettis did not run. Okay. The uh, the forty. He actually didn't participate in anything at the combine. But um, he looked like he looks like a four five guy. Yeah, he's got the speed. He's okay. got the speed. Um, and that's the beauty of the Google machine being able to look that up live while we're doing this. Yeah, because I just – I went looking for it earlier, and I'm like, I don't remember seeing anything of him on the on the combine, but I just wanted to make sure. So, yeah, you yeah. know, if, 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 it's, if it's Metcalf, that's just – that's a lot of weaponry for Kyle to work with, you know, and he can even be your possession guy too, you know, if it means you got to get a, a hard three, four yards, you know, to if Kittle's doubled or – Pettis is, you know, may you know, something, you know, he gets jammed the line, things like that. Um, I'm in on Metcalf. Um, I'm still have, I still have my, you know, hesitations on him because of some of the other route, limited route tree. But if this means we have to sacrifice some routes on Metcalf to give the ball more to Pettis and Kittle, I'm, I'm down for that too. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it would change the offense. It really would. Um, but who's your next guy? Who's your next draft crush? Um, my next guy was a guy I found <clears throat> just watching Byron Murphy play. Mm-hmm. Taylor Rapp, safety from Washington. Um, his freshman year was his best year. His freshman year, he also had Buda Baker around him, Kevin King, and Sidney Jones. So that secondary in Washington was outstanding. Um but every time, every time I watched him, or every time I watched him in space recover, he it showed that we we need a safety, and it's not it's not a knock on Tart or anyone else we have, but we need someone out there who can who's a ball hawk, and that's exactly what uh, Taylor Rapp looks like. Six foot, two hundred twelve pounds. He's twenty one years old. Um, two thousand seventeen was first team All Pac twelve. Two thousand sixteen Pac twelve defensive newcomer. All-American first team, and like I said, he's just a balk. He's got above-average coverage skills. Um, he's a thumper. That's what I like about him the most. He's a thumper, but he hits smart. He doesn't get himself hurt. You know, some guys will just hit, and they just – Ruben Foster is a perfect example. He just hit, and then he's on the ground. It's the first thing that comes to mind when you think <laughs> that. It's, he hits guys so hard that he hurts himself. Yeah. So he tackles smartly, and his open field tackling is outstanding. I think that's his strength. Um, having him at the strong safety spot – is where I would put him. I know folks are down on Harris and Tart has some durability concerns. So maybe uh, Rap would be the guy at strong safety. I I would believe John Lynch would like him because he it look he they play similarly. They bring they provide the thump. They bring the the boom when they come in. Um, there was a play uh, I believe it was against Oregon. Uh, he comes on. He takes on he takes on a tackle 
disengages him like nothing and sacks the quarterback. So the fact that he can pat, pat, rush the passer from the strong safety position successfully, and he has shown that on film to at least move the, the, the quarterback off his spot, make him run, get him uncomfortable, that's another plus there. Um, and he has some range skills too. So maybe, maybe he is a free safety, you know, he's more of a, he's a hybrid. So if he can play free safety, that's also a plus he has some range there can go sideline to sideline. I think he'd probably be in that four, five, four, six range, uh, tomorrow when he does run, hopefully I get to catch that. I have a couple things to do in the morning, so I'm gonna try to catch that. Um, yep. but he, I don't know if he's, if I, if I look at it, I've seen everything from late first to early third. So there's just a wide range for him um, in the draft. So if he's there, pick 67, I don't see how they don't turn the card in, especially now that person is re-signed. So now I don't have to worry about a guard and pick in the third round. Right, right. Um, So my next guy, I'm sticking with the wide receiver position. And it's a guy that we all heard a ton about at the the senior bowl, and that's Debo Samuel, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Um, If – if Metcalf has a limited route tree, Debo runs everything. He, he runs every route. He's an incredible, crisp route runner. And Kyle Shanahan's already had his hands on him. I mean, the highlights that were coming out of the senior bowl, he was just smoking guys. And I know that one-on-one drills are designed for the receiver to win. Yeah. Win more often than not. But, I mean, Debo's juking guys out of their shoes. They're not even in the same Oh man, I don't know. He, he had, had like five, six yard separation. Yeah, it was incredible, and that's that's what Shanahan looks for. He looks for guys that can create separation. I mean, you can see that you don't necessarily need a guy that can go up and win a fifty-fifty ball if you got a guy that can just juke somebody out of their shoes on a fade route. Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw uh, Dante Pettis do it to Denver. Yeah, I mean, he was just standing wide open, yeah, wide he, open by himself, and Debo can be that kind of receiver as well. I think you put both of them on the field at the same time. And then you got Chris route runners that, that could do a lot of damage, a lot of damage. Um, the one thing about Debo, he did break his ankle in 2017 and they said, and you can see it in the film. It adjusted a little bit how he played. He wasn't as explosive. He wasn't as, as crisp on his route running. Still very good, obviously, but so durability concerns, which we don't need to dive into that every week. No, yeah. But he did put up really good numbers with bad quarterback play at South Carolina. So that was good to see. Uh, I wouldn't mind him top of the second, top of the second round. I'd be perfectly fine taking him there at, uh, was it 36? Yeah, 36 is the pick. I wouldn't Uh-oh. mind taking Debo there. Uh, it's a guy that, like I said, Shanahan's already has hands on him. He already knows what he's getting. They, they, they did interview him here at the combine. Yeah. Um, I'm perfectly cool with with them taking him at 36. Yeah, Debo, um, he reminds me of young Garcon. I don't know if you got that, but I, he looked like a young Garcon to me um, at the Senior Bowl and then just some of the film I saw. It, it looks like a Garcon type player. He's good. He's a good run blocker. He has separation skills. You know, he, he has fit, he's good at 50-50 balls. He would be a nice fit, complimentary fit to um, – Pettis, what was his uh, forty? Do you remember? Um, it was I think it was a four five. Okay, so yeah, again another another weapon for for Kyle. So, yep, that he would have a lot of fun with those guys being able to move those chess pieces around. Yeah, and we know how much Kyle loves Garcon. You know, granted, you know he's his last couple of years in San Francisco were injury plagued, but if he can get another guy similar to Garcon, younger. Um, Maybe we see the Washington Redskins version of Garcon in San Francisco, but via Debo yep. Samuel, Samuels. You know what I mean? Yep. And Debo ran a four four eight. Four so four eight. Sub, okay. So a sub four five. So he does have speed. And if you get if you get into some scouting reports on him, they say that he plays faster than he runs. So that's pretty that's pretty impressive because he runs pretty damn fast. Yeah, he looked good. I, I I liked him. I thought he was I thought he was great at the senior bowl. I thought he looked really good and um, the dra- the combine helped solidify his uh, draft stock, you know, and who knows, we know how um, this, this uh, Kyle Shanahan, or I should say John Gruden trees growing, you know, it, uh, Debo could fit in a lot of offenses. Uh, LaFleur and Green Bay, obviously the Rams with uh, Sean McVay, um, 
Washington Redskins, you know, things like that. So hopefully Debo's there in that early second round. Yeah, I think he will be. I think, uh, I think there's going to be a run on wide receivers in the first round this year, but I don't think Debo's going to hit that level just yet. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be picked in the first round. So I think he will be there at 36 because nobody drafting in front of us has an immediate need for wide receiver. Uh, at least, I mean, they do have needs for wide receiver. They're drafting in front of us in the second round, but it's not their top need. Yeah. No, so they might I mean, try to address a different position before, uh, before, before receiver. Yeah. Cause round two, it's uh, before us, it's Arizona, Indy right in Oakland. So they could, Oakland has a, a flurry of needs. Indianapolis can go any which way. Mm-hmm. Arizona, I, if they are taking Kyler Murray, like it sounds like they'd be smart to take a tackle. An offensive yeah, they need offensive line help. They can't get Kyler Murray just murdered every week. That's what happened to Rosen this year. Well, Rosen can't move, but yeah, I mean, you don't want you don't want five nine Kyler Murray, one hundred ninety pounds getting smashed by Bosa every week. I mean, I would enjoy it. But, oh, I'd love that. I would love it. But the Cardinals, Cardinals would not. Um, so yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Niners need to, to get another, get a receiver, whether it's round one or round two, round three. I don't care when they get it, just get one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, we got three receivers on our our draft crushes. Mine, my last draft crush is Riley Ridley. He's physical, 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 physical. Um, his numbers don't pop out like crazy because George is such a run heavy uh, offense. But that also plays into Kyle Shanahan's offense. The fact that he is a good run blocker for the outside zones. Riley, he's got the pedigree. His brother's in the league, you know, and he played at Georgia. Um, he's had great, great highlight games. Um, big playability is there. Could compliment Pettis and Kittle, similar to Debo. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I would say from what I've watched, at least to improve on his release, um, but that's also that also comes with, you know, the ball being passed around a little more in Georgia. They didn't, they didn't pass the ball very much. Um, good hands, solid hands. Um, Strong hands from everything I've read and seen on uh, tape. Um, he can secure the ball in any direction, so he can contour, contour his body any which way. So good ball skills. That's a plus in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Uh, the forty was a four five eight, a little bit slower, but even still, four five eight is enough to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his three cone drill was a seven two two, a little high, um, but not terrible for you know for him. I saw I saw a little bit of Devonte Adams with Riley Ridley. I could be off. I'm not an expert, you know. Yeah. But watching some of the stuff he's done, he looks a little Devonte Adams ish coming out of Fresno State um, back when he did. So I would I would seriously seriously consider Riley Ridley. And this is where I was talking about with with uh, the safety that I just talked about and the wide receiver. So you know this is the the reporting on Riley Ridley's early second pretty much consistently through and then with rap i would not want to miss out on rap if ridley is still available but it's it's one of those things where they weigh their options uh in this draft i really really like rap he's probably right he's he's one a to my brian burns okay wow that's high praise because i know how much you've been on on the burns hive um i have two guys left man (laughs) you (laughs) i just love safeties i i have i've my favorite safeties uh um, Brian Dawkins, you know, it, it, safety play is just amazing to me. I, I, I've always loved safety. So if I see what I like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm with you. I'm a tight end guy myself. I love tight ends. So us having Kittle right now is, is like mm-hmm. super exciting to me. I think it's fantastic. The Niners um, have been, uh, Niners have been pretty lucky with tight ends though. Think about it. You got, uh, Brent Jones, you had yep. Vernon, even yeah, like, this is long. Like Jesus, we've been spoiled with tight ends. I'm just, yeah, I think that's why I like them so much. <laughs> half the time they've been the best offensive player on the team. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I sorry got to, sorry to interrupt. My bad. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Two guys left. Both senior senior bowl guys. Uh, first one, Dalton Reasoner, Kansas State tackle or guard or wherever they want to play him. Now this need the breaking news just kind of stepping all over me. Um, with Mike Person coming back, we don't necessarily need to to make a move for Reasoner, but he's consistent. He's very consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could step in and play guard day one, and at some point, Joe Staley does have to retire. It's going to be a very sad day. 
yeah. but it is coming and it's coming sooner rather than later. So they do need to draft somebody that could step into his shoes. So what they could do is play Reasoner at guard until Staley hanged him up and then slide him over to left tackle. Cause I think they're going to leave McGlinchey at right tackle. I think that's his, It'd be I smart. Think that's his sweet spot. Maybe smart. Um, sleeping there. Uh, but Reasoner had, he's very, very consistent. It's a good mobility slide protection to deal with stunts. He's very good at that. And his most impressive game of the year this year came against Mississippi state and he stonewalled Montez sweat. Montez sweat did not get past Reasoner once. I think he allowed one pressure that game and that's it. And Montez sweat is climbing people's draft yards. So I think that's very impressive. I don't know if he'll make it to 36. I know there's a lot of teams drafting in the twenties that need help at offensive line Mm -hmm. Uh, team like the Vikings. First one that comes to mind. Uh, because they they got to find a way to keep Kirk Cousins upright so he can continue to lose to winning teams. Um, but the last guy, okay. If you follow me on Twitter, you knew this was coming. Talk to him. <laughs> full disclosure, full disclosure, this guy is from my alma mater, so I do have a special place in my heart for him, but he's on this list for a reason. Jimmy Moreland from James Madison University. Jimmy fucking Moreland. The dude... Played so well at the Shrine game, he earned an invite to the Senior Bowl. Goes to the Senior Bowl. Debo Samuel, smoke-checking everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Debo came out and said the best cornerback that he's faced in the Senior Bowl was Jimmy Moreland. And this kid creates turnovers. Over the course of his career, 18 career interceptions, six of them he took to the house. Six? Uh, six. Six touchdowns. Six interceptions returned for a touchdown. He blocked six kicks. As a special teams player, he would come in as a slot corner. I know we have K1 Williams. I know he's played pretty well, but competition breeds excellence. And I think this guy would be a day one nickel corner starter. And you know how much you're in the sub packages. Yeah. I did have a chance to interview him after the senior bowl for 49ers web zone. He's a smart kid. He's really respectful. He's really nice. He had great things to say about the 49ers. And he did not earn a combine invite. So he is not participating tomorrow, which actually plays into the hand of the 49ers because they're the ones that had the chance to coach him in mobile mobile. So they've already seen him. They know what he has. They know, they know what he brings to the table. I'm all in on this guy, fourth, fifth round. Uh, If they got to trade up to get him, I think you'd do it. The, The secondary two interceptions, two interceptions. We, we can harp on this until they make their third interception next year. They ha- yeah. um, two interceptions. This guy is a turnover machine. Great ball skills. A lot of times it looks like he was the receiver. Uh, he just has a knack. He has nose for the football. He's a willing tackler. He, he, uh, he just brings it. And, and he's, he's an intense guy. And uh, I talked to him a couple times since the official interview. And he's, He's got the right kind of swagger. He's a guy that I really, 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 really want the 49ers to bring in. And uh, like I said, I've been the conductor of the Jimmy Moreland hype train <laughs> since, since the Shrine game. So I'm happy I now get to talk about this. It's, it's very cathartic. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading his bio. Um, all-time leader in interceptions for James Madison. Mm-hmm. That's 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 impressive. Um, Five ten fits the, fits the mold for the slot corner, um, but they do have they did they did just take another one DJ Reed. So maybe they maybe DJ plays free safety instead of slot corner. But they got to stop moving guys around. They got to keep them in one spot and just leave it leave it as is. Yeah, I think. I just think like I said I think competition breeds excellence. Yeah. So I no, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch came out and said it that the only position they're not looking to upgrade is quarterback. Yeah. So anything else, any, any other games, any other positions, a fair game. So yeah. I'm all in on bringing in Jimmy Moreland. Plus, yeah. I mean, to have a JMU guy wearing a 49ers uniform would be fantastic to me. I would, uh, I would wear that thing everywhere. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, I would, I would, I would argue John and Kyle's point on upgrading the quarterback spot. I would upgrade the backup quarterback spot, but that's, that's for a later discussion. I'm still kind of salty at CJ. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
the uh, what do you can the Niners afford? Let's just let's hypothetically speaking, the Niners address the edge position in free agency. Can they mm-hmm. afford to take a wide receiver at two? If Bosa is still there, if Bosa is there, no. No, I don't care how many edge guys they bring in. If Bosa is there, you you you're sprinting to the podium. Okay, you're sprinting Wait. to the podium. If Bosa goes one, I think it's a trade back. I think okay. that's where it goes. But I'm not completely out on drafting Metcalf at two if Bosa is gone. Okay, I just wanted to make. I just, I it it was I kept me. It I I don't know. I have an un, unrealistic or unhealthy addiction to football. You know, I was up late and like, what <laughs> what are they gonna do? if Bosa's gone and, and they do, they do, you know, land a Dante Fowler or Preston Smith and they, you know, they make those things happen. Do they trade back? And, you know, I was, I was, a I was a big fan of Montez Sweat. Then he shows out in the senior bowl and um, I was like, okay, I like him even more. And then he looked really stiff today. So I don't know yeah. if, if he'd be someone we'd take later in the first round. If we ever, if we were trade back that far, um, but I'm with you. I don't. I don't think they can. They can pass up on Bosa. Like he, he, you have to do it. There is no, no way not to. Um, Bosa looks like the real deal, and you know, pedigree. His pedigree speaks for itself. His brother's a beast. He, you know, he looks. Mm-hmm. Like, Bosa looks like a beast. His his film shows that he was a beast. His numbers off the you know, off the charts. He he did he did, he did his thing today, at the combine. And he sounds he sounds great in interviews. I mean, he really does. He comes out and he's talking about how he's constantly learning and, and, and evolving his game and trying to, trying to stay one or two steps ahead of everybody else. That's exactly what you want to hear. You don't want to hear a guy that's like, oh, well, I've got a great bull rush, so I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> you know, you want the guy that's going to that's gonna come out and, and have that big repertoire of moves to just get to the quarterback. And that's he's a game changer. He's a team changer. I think they get Nick Bosa – this defense is immediately much more formidable. Yeah, and then with you know you, adding Bosa with Buckner, uh, Armstead, and then Solomon Thomas, I'm still holding out hope for Solomon. Um, that would be a very very scary front four for any offensive line. I don't care how good your offensive line is. Um, uh, pressure with four allows everyone else to play free quickly and you know not have to think too much. Um, with with Sherm and Spoon and Warner and whoever else they get to line up next to Warner on either side, who knows what they're going to do there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm all in on the Bosa thing. Combine was fun. I don't. Did you? I watched pretty much every bit of it except for uh, maybe the last hour or so of today's um, today's uh, events. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I never understand why these big guys wear these tights, man. Like, come on. I don't need to see your ass crack every 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched as much as I could. Um, I was mostly following online and through Twitter because my wonderful cable package uh, does not have NFL network. And I called about that and it was gonna be like an extra 40 bucks a month for 80 channels. I don't want and NFL network. So I'm just gonna give you my password and stuff. So you have it. I'll just do that. There I'll it just, is. I got um, you. But no, I was following online. I was following on Twitter and I was, I was, eating up all the highlights all weekend long. Cause like I said, I've had no adult supervision. So I'm staying up late. I'm drinking Mountain Dew after midnight. I'm doing all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> you do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Right exactly. on, right on. Um, uh, I think that's all we got, right? Yeah. We want, uh, we want to give, I do. I, I want to shout out everyone again, who's followed, who's supported so far. You know, this is episode three. We are going to continue to get better. We're going to try to keep bringing Pretty good content. Do our best here. Um, shout out to all the guys following us, retweeting, engaging conversation. I'm always on my phone. Matt's always on his phone or I'm yes. on my laptop. Feel free to shoot us a question, um, comment, whatever you like. We're here for anything. We're not going to run away from constructive criticism. So we're, we're here for that. Um, we are not Jakai polite, I promise you. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, you, anyone, you wanted, anybody you wanted to shout out or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I know, I know you're a big fan of the saying, but if you're the smartest man in the room, you need to find a new room. And a lot of the guys I work with over 49ers Hub, especially uh, our draft guy Zach Pratt, 
I mean, he's, he's my guy. Anytime I have a question, I go to him and he lives for these three months. So this is, this is his thing. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter and it's at me, Zach P M E Z A C H P. Give him a follow. He's a great draft breakdown guy. He, he'll answer questions that you have too. So make sure you give him a, give him a follow. Yeah, most definitely give Zach a follow. While you're at it, go ahead and follow the podcast on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast. Um, while you're listening to us, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on your favorite platform, whether that's iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we are on all those platforms. I think about eight or nine of them. I'll get a list of those posted on on Twitter here tomorrow or so. Um, but Matt, thanks again uh, for doing this with me and we will continue on forward episode four will be out next week at some point um until then enjoy free agency enjoy the rest of the combine take care me 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 me, but also you the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut okay what's my line uh the only line i see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from progressive oh man that's a tongue twister huh I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price Tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with the fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required.